You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello and welcome to After the Show, Sid Talk. How are you doing? Does 20 seconds get longer as time goes on? <laughs> we do 20 seconds of silence and it's like, <gasps> almost like I'm holding my breath. When you get older, time goes slower. Oh, I get you. Quicker? I disagree. Quicker, sorry. Quicker. So that yes. wasn't quick. No. I'm just not patient. What's that's the before me. the after the show discussion? Do you want me to tell them? I was irritated. I mean, that's nothing new. <laughs> I'll give you an abridged version. I, let's preface this by saying, no, I don't have a sense of humor. No, I don't think everything's funny. No, I don't just nod and smile and grin. Everybody's stupid, idiot bullshit in the world. It's just not the way I am. I have my own idiot bullshit, so you're free to say or react however you want. That's cool. One meme that I'm getting sick and tired of seeing, and it comes in all different little images with some muddy little stupid child versus some child with a phone in their hand or teenagers outside working on some car, all greasy and dirty from the 70s, and then like two or three teenagers sitting with their phones in their hands and like, I'm sure glad I grew up like this and not that, pointing at the grubby, dirty people outside versus the questionably groomed, I suppose, <laughs> people with the technology in their hands or a video game console, whatever it is, a video game controller. You get the idea. I get it. <laughs> you liked going outside as a child. Guess what? You can still go outside as a child, as a grown-up. Your children can go outside. Why are you judging people who don't? Also, I do understand cultural and societal implications of increased technology, da-da-da. I'm an intelligent human being. I get it. But that's not what you're saying. You're putting your little hands on your stupid little hips and you're going, oh, <laughs> I'm superior because I played in the mud and your stupid children are sitting on the couch with the phone in their hand. <laughs> oh, but I'm not passive aggressive at all. But that is what you are. My husband, who is ascully.com. Well, I'm not. <laughs> well, that's you're not my, my husband? You're not my husband? I'm your husband, but that's my brand. <laughs> well, it is all, it's part of you, which is actually part of who you are. Technology is part of who you are. It's sort of like in your blood. You grew up playing video games and computer games. And yes, you had your bike to ride, but I'm assuming, even though I haven't delved into every second of your childhood, you didn't play in the mud and you didn't go to the pond and you didn't no. go fishing and you didn't wallow in the dust and the dirt and all that shit. And being outside was not your priority for being a happy child. I can tell you this. I did go fishing once or twice with my friend Richard, and I hated every second of it. <laughs> right. But he loved it. Yeah, I hate it too. <laughs> I think it's one of the most boring fucking things you could ever do with your life. However, I totally understand it. Because I can go outside to my gardeny stuff. This is a contradiction of me, because I don't like going outside much. But I love my gardening stuff, which... I have to deal with this conflict of interest in my brain. I get it. But I can literally stand there and stare at a plant <laughs> for like five minutes, totally happy and satisfied. So I understand the concept of you as a child or you as a grown-up 
getting out in the sunshine and the fresh air and all that shit. I get it. I, I'm solid on that. I get it. My mom is that person. My sister, one of my sisters is that person. Most of my friends and their children are those people. Yeah. But guess what? You're not superior and it's not better. And parents aren't better parents for raising their children in the mud versus letting their children throughout. Let's just go over the last 150 years. Listen to radio shows instead of going outside. Watch some TV instead of going outside. Read a book instead of going outside. And then we've got play some video games instead of going outside. Play on the computer. Watch some more TV. Use your phone. It's a generational thing. Everybody has it. There are people like me and you. We are not inferior, and I'm not being defensive, but this is the point of these memes, is to be the thing, the hands-on hip, snotty attitude. Well, my kids go outside. I would never allow my children to sit around all day on phones. Well, guess what? Last night, my mom, who's 80 and the outdoor lover, she also loves technology. Last night, I noticed in the living room, <laughs> we were all sitting around. She had her phone in her hand, or her tablet. You had your phone in your hand. I had my phone in my hand. We were all completely communicating with each other. We were having a good conversation. We're also looking up stuff while she was playing a game on her tablet and you were playing a game on the television with the game controller and the phone. And yet we were still a family having a very nice time <laughs> after, you know, a day of me showing her my gardeny stuff and whatnot. I do not understand the division and the self-righteousness of this. Oh, it's we're so precious that we got to go outside as children, and now you're all slaves to technology. Sid Talk. I'm done. Let me ask you this. <laughs> when you say you were, that was an abbreviated abridged version, <laughs> it was six minutes long. Well, you can cut out some of it. You can cut it, you can cut it all out. You can just say, I'm pissed off at a stupid meme. Yeah, and It'll I'm, be really oddly disjointed. Let me look at my heart rate. See, my heart rate's up to 80. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's too high. Okay, I'm done. All right. It's Saturday, July the 2nd. This is after the show. We're a movie review podcast. This is episode <laughs> 743. We're looking at a movie this week called Men. It's a 2022 movie. You'll be able to stream this from the 19th of July. So this is a bit of an early look. It's rated R from our friends at A24. My personal friends, as I always say. Mm -hmm. So Sid Talk, give us the synopsis for the movie Men. Hmm. You really want me to give a synopsis about this movie at this moment after I've just had my little rant? Yes. Okay. A woman goes to the British countryside, English countryside, after the death of her husband. And some crazy shit happens. Because <laughs> that's what it says on the box. I already know. Actually, your, <laughs> your version is more descriptive than the one on the box. Here's the one on the box. Are you ready? Yeah. A young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. Actually, that's not correct. She wasn't divorced. Well, it says ex-husband on the A24. Right, thing. but she was saying... Okay, okay. I mean, we'll mm. get into it, I suppose, because in the movie, she's saying to him, I'm going to divorce yes, you. Yes, she is. I agree. And then the next thing you know, he's dead. So I don't know. That seems weird. Spoilers. <laughs> All right. A24's Men. This is from director Alex Gowland, the director of... Ex Machina, if you remember that one. Mm -hmm. What did you think of it? This one, it's one of those where if you say I enjoyed it, it makes you sound like a super weirdo <laughs> because it's very bizarre, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I was in that kind of mood to be transported to weirdness. And I say weirdness as in 
even I had moments of like, uh, uh, when the priest put his hand on the bench after she got up and his fingernail just kind of slowly scraped the, the surface of it. I was like, oh, 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 oh. So let's say there may be spoilers, or there definitely will be spoilers, because it'd be a hard one to talk about without spoilers. Sure, sure, sure. There are things that you won't know are coming, let's say. It seems like an ordinary story at the beginning. Woman goes on a vacation, like we just said. She books into the uh, bed and breakfast place. She's living there, you know, going to be there on her own. Let's to... describe this place, though. It's like a very fancy country, fancy country house. Yeah. yeah. And Real she, fancy. you know, it's in this small little town of local people, local people. Local. But as the story starts to unfold, it starts to get more macabre, would you say? Yeah, at first it's just this quiet thing. She goes out for a walk, but I always felt it was menacing. Then again, I have the bias of knowing A24 movies. Yeah, it's not going to be a happy-go-lucky. No, if they ever did that, I'd be happily surprised. Yeah. If they did it well. But yeah, she goes for like this walk and the music and the sounds. You're, it's almost like your shoulders are going up, like <gasps> tension the entire time. Like it doesn't seem like a happy frolic that she's having. And then she encounters a weird dude. I mean, a naked weird dude with like leaves sticking out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. but at We're that point, that. I'm not quite sure what naked weird dude is. Is it just a weird flasher? Is it? Like something more than that? Oh, you know it's not. It's more than that because he's got weird stuff sticking out of him. Even um, in the beginning, he's got cuts all over his face and his arms. Yeah, but is he just a weird hobo who's like living under a bridge like a troll? Well, you and I knew it wasn't that. Just from, <laughs> not from anything, just know, you just know there's something wrong yeah. happening. So after you get this glimpse of that, she goes back to the house and then what? It's hard to explain this movie. It's very hard it to is explain. insane. We also have to explain she's having flashbacks of the time when her husband died. Or as it says in the box, ex-husband, but I don't think it's correct. So she's flashing back. It was a violent encounter. He's being manipulative of her. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Like, if you you can't divorce me or I'll kill myself. Yeah. And she's like, you, you can't say that. This has been said in multiple millions of households by multiple millions of people, not just men. So we'll get to the men part later, but this manipulate emotional manipulation and blackmail of each other. Right. Yeah. So she's not having any of it. Then we flash back and forth, back and forth during the course of it. So you're like, well, did she, all we're seeing is she's a little bit bloody and he's fallen off a roof. And then you're like, Oh, did she kill him? Did he kill himself? Is this something mystical and weird? Like she's just imagining that it happened. Like all that kind of occurred to me. I thought about halfway through that she's just having a mental breakdown oh, and there's nothing, okay. none of this even is occurring, right? Oh, why do you think that? It started to get too bizarre. You know, when we saw, let's say, Mask Face, mm -hmm. I was like, no, nah, this has to be a dream or something. This is just weird. Right. Because let's, are we spoiling <laughs> that part? <laughs> well, we'll spoil everything, let's say. So you encounter the dude who owns the house. He's a middle-aging dude, makes little jokes, little kind comments. Of, kind of posh. Kind of friendly, kind of... <laughs> you know, like that. And he's the actor who he is, of course. <laughs> this will make sense in a minute. And then we encounter the naked dude outside. And then you're, I was like, hey, that's the same guy. That's the same actor. 
So, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Then the police come, and the police officer is the same actor, holding down, like, himself as the other guy, the naked guy. Then we go to the pub. The bartender is the same actor. The two other dudes in the bar are the same actor. It's all the same actor, but with different, like, hairdos and outfits and attitudes and everything. But it's the same guy playing all the men in the movie. Including a child. Including a a boy, yeah. Yeah. Just not the husband. It's not the guy who plays her husband in the beginning. So, But it's this village of, like, all the same cloned man. But. But different versions of a man. Yeah. Of some kinds of men, not all. So you get like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is either some lady had a lot of children that look exactly alike or something very bizarre has happened. So you can rush through your mind like, is this some weird science experiment that we're just going to leap to some weird science fiction here? Or is this mystical? Is this some kind of trap? Like a big, like a Venus flytrap for women? I had a moment where I was on the cabin in the woods track also that it was going to be something like that which you could say an experiment of some kind Mm. each version of these men are also abusive in varying ways right i don't know if i manipulative let's say yes so we don't know about the abusive part but i mean each one of them has characteristics the ones that we talk to and who talk to us or talk to our main lady who have very manipulative destructive things about them Yeah, toxic, you could say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen to you. Different levels of toxicity. Okay. I'm with you. From from the very, like, just sly remark type version of somebody to a man who just charge at you is going to attack you or something. Yeah. So that's what all these different men are. And why, how, who, what? What is going on here, said Duck? Well... It's never explained. (laughs) It isn't. There's no explanation. It's just that through the course of what these different men, who are all the same man, say to her, the guy who is the priest blames her for not basically allowing her husband to be violent to her and says, well, you didn't give him a chance. So you should forgive him. And that's why he's dead. Right. So you feel guilty. She's like, no, (laughs) no, actually, I don't. He's like, yeah, you do. You know? And then there's, like, the kid who's, like, a teenager-ish and just calling her a nasty name because he's just like that. You just don't know, but you don't understand what's going on except through the course of everything they say to you. You're like, okay, I get the snapshot of all the different versions of how, because the movie's named Men, we'll say men have and can and do. It's a reality. It's not fantasy or fiction. Abuse people, women and people, right? So yeah. the blaming the woman for whatever, making her responsible for like the ugh, the one thing that really crossed me out when the priest said to her, like he's looking at her and he's grabbing like the crotch area of her dress. And he's like basically saying to her, just by you existing, you've put nasty sexual thoughts in my mind and that's your fault. And now he quotes something. I don't know if it was the Bible or Shakespeare or some other poem. I don't think it was the Bible, but I feel like it was Shakespeare that beauty has to be undone. So I have to basically destroy you because of what's in my mind. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh my God, I need to get away from this creepy guy. I'm a man and I (laughs) felt the entire time. I need to get away from these creepy guys. (laughs) By the instant, the guy's showing her around, like he's just, even he was just like a friendly guy. And he's like, 
I'll show you around the bed and breakfast and here's the hallway and here's... I was creeped out by him and he he was nothing. He was just kind yeah. of a bumbling kind of dude. People will talk about this movie and say it's like a man-hating movie and it's woke and poor women having to be put up with all of the shit and blah, blah, blah. So what do you think of that? I mean, yeah, you could say that. First off, let's say it's directed and written by a man. Okay. Does that change things? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, it, it kind of does in my mind. Then I was thinking about that on the way up the stairs to come and do this podcast. You know, if this was written and directed by a woman, people would say, this is a woman. This is a man-hating woman who's just slurring men and saying all men suck. But the movie doesn't say all men suck, does it? Or does it? I mean, I'm a woman. It doesn't imply stuff. It literally tells you directly. It says that men just want women's love. And they're almost like leeches trying to drain it off them. Mm. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And women have to put up with their shit. Like always. And they never stop. Like if one man goes away, like the dead man who jumps off the building, her right. ex-husband slash husband, there's always going to be another one, which is, <laughs> let's talk about the ending. There's always going to be another one because what happens? It goes full ape shit. This movie, yeah. I mean, it's in one of the most bizarre uh, sequences I've ever seen, I think. Mm. I saw a movie called Society back in the day. Did you ever see that? I don't think so. It features like a full-on body horror sexual orgy. Oh it's very weird, and there's rubbery arms and anuses with fists coming out of them, and it's it's very crazy. Do you reckon Alex saw that movie? I think he did, actually, because <laughs> the imagery here was very similar to it. And it's also a bit American Werewolf in London. It's that kind of gross-out body horror. But True. So what we have here is the dude in the woods with all the cut-up shit and the leaves coming out of him shows up on her doorstep, and he's ba- very pregnant. Yes. He lays down, spreads his legs, and from his anus area, which opens like a vagina, Another version of him comes out, which is one of the versions of him we've already seen. In extreme graphic detail. Yeah, very close up, just like a baby being born. I mean, yeah. if you've watched any videos of babies being born, that's exactly what it looks like. So it's not like terrible or anything, except it's a man coming out, not a baby, like a man. <laughs> yeah. And then that man can only go so far. And also, one thing I really loved was he, whatever he is, whatever this dude man is, like we, we've established he's not like an actual man. He's representing or it's something supernatural, right? The, because the earthy man. Yeah. Because yeah. at some point he pokes his hand through the letterbox in the door and she stabs him with the knife. He pulls his hand out and it slices his arm lengthways down the middle. Like if you cut a hot Again, dog to lay insane. it on. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you cut a hot dog down the middle to lay it on the grill. It's like that, and it's slivered, so his hand is now cut into two floppy parts. Like like a crab's claw. Yes, it looks <laughs> like that. So then what happens is once this, the main guy starts giving birth to more men, and this is sounding crazy, but each one of them has this wound still inflicted upon him. It's like it never goes away. Also the broken ankle. The broken ankle was because I noticed that right away. That was very specific on the husband who fell off the building. His right. ankle was broken. So it was like, oh, here we go. We're going to get to the husband eventually. Is going to be one of these men, right? 
And then the next one who's born is just another version. It's like the funny guy or the aggressive guy or the mouthy teenager or the really creepy fucking priest who just makes you want to like vomit. And then we get the husband is born from and they're born from different places. It's very middle of the spine. (laughs) Front of the chest. Yeah, it's all I, over. I think my mouth was open the entire time. <laughs> and I was like, the first one came out and then crawled across the floor, like in a pool, loads of blood. I was like, wow, that was really insane. What the hell's happened? And then it did it again, but like more graphic. And then it did it again and it was even more graphic. I was like, wow. I think it's just that, like you said, they, they just keep coming. Like mm. in a woman, in one woman's life, again, this isn't me making it up. And if you're a woman in this life and you love men, like I love men, I love you, you're my husband, I love my nephews, I loved my grandfather, I got along okay with my father in the end, I'm not going to go too far there because my dad would represent at least a couple of these personalities. And I love meeting men, I love exploring who men are and women too. I mean, I'm, I'm saying men, but anybody, I'm not divisive except for behaviors. And if you've known enough men... In your life, in relationships, you get to know these behaviors. And that's why it's like it's relentless. You got through with one who was sort of like, you know, manipulative and fatherly and tried to take care of you all the time, which is very boring. And then the next one comes along and he's real aggressive and just like, that's it. And then the next one comes along who's like manipulative and like, if you don't love me, I'm going to die. And then the next one comes along, you know, that's what we're having happen here. During your, when you were talking then, I came up with a good tagline for this movie. (laughs) So A24, you can have this for free. Are you ready? Yep. Men, they just keep coming. (laughs) You need to make a meme. See, it's double. I get you. Double meaning. Oh, I got you. Yeah. All right, you can have that for free. Thank you. Yeah, they'll, they'll love it. So yeah, it is one of the most bizarre five... Well, it's the ending. The last five minutes, I would say, is the most bizarre last five minutes of any movie. My mouth was open because I was like trying to comprehend what it all was when the feet came. Well, that I knew was just showing. Yeah, it's just like an animal being born. Feet Um, came out of the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. The last one gives birth to her husband. And what does the husband say? Still blames her for him being dead. And all he wants is for her to love him. And... Yeah, just lays it on her again. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I wouldn't be dead Yeah, if you just gave me. And then she's like, what do you want from me? And he's like, your love. And it's like, what the fuck? Who made up that system? Oh, let's not forget the apple part. Yes, this is full. This has also <laughs> got religious imagery in there. Well, it's all about misogynistic yeah. Male domineering, patriarchal. I mean, I get that. Those she are take, all threaded through here. For she sure. takes an apple off a tree in the garden and she eats it. And the guy at the beginning says to her, did you take an apple off the tree? And she said, yeah, it was delicious. And he says, oh, you shouldn't have took that forbidden fruit and all that. And he kind of laughs like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you should have clued into the movie that that was what was going on. Right. Happen. So basically <laughs> you're to blame. Yeah. For all the nasty shit that's ever going to happen. I get it. I get that. I get the uh, the reference. But I thought it was really interesting. I liked the movie a lot. I did too. It was well filmed. It looks gorgeous most of the time. There's some pretty dark sequences 
Yeah, and there's little dodgy CGI that oh, his face on the kid was The face bit. on the kid was terrible, but then I was like, is that just to throw you off? Like, Because I wasn't sure where we were at at that point. You know? I thought it was going all the way back to Benjamin Button days. It looked that bad. But then later on when you saw the kid, it looked all right. Hmm, it still looked a bit weird. But I thought that we were trying to... Yeah, Benjamin Button, I reckon, if you go back and watch that yes. movie now, it's going to be really bad, isn't it? Yes. Because it was like cutting edge technology at that time and it's and also um captain america when it yeah. slaps his face oh on the... yeah yeah that's really bad hopefully they went back and made that better maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah this film's not for the kids <laughs> no not... i don't know if it's for most adults. who is it for i don't know us <laughs> yeah i mean there's definitely going to be when we get to the comments in a minute there's going to be people saying yep well you know Man hating, woke, woke, blah blah blah. Yeah. Women are per- women think they're perfect. Mm, I don't think that's the point, but hey. So overall, we actually, I well, I can't speak for you, but I really enjoyed it. In I this. did too. And my mouth was definitely open several times, going, "What the f?" The movie only—it's pretty ordinary, or let's say creepy, or a bit weird. But then. It goes into full-on horror territory very late in the movie, right? So it's kind of a shock. It's almost like, oh, I didn't know we were going this far. Yes. It's like a very delicately dressed salad. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry, so I'm going to say a delicately dressed salad. It's not like ranch dressing just clomped on, but it's one of those really delicate vinaigrettes that you put on and you're like, hey, that's not enough. And then you eat it and you're like, oh, it's like the perfect <laughs> amount. <laughs> And if you're the kind of person who, like, walks out of movies because it's boring, well... You might have already walked out before you got to the weird Before shit. it gets to the real meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Excuse the um, vernacular. But speaking of people walking out of movies, I'll just interject this here. My mom and I went to see Elvis yesterday, and two people sitting in front of us were there, two-thirds of the way through the movie. They're just talking normal. All of a sudden, they just disappeared. Like the leftovers. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe, because I didn't see them get up and walk away. I just kind of noticed, like, oh, wait, they're both gone. I looked at my mom and said, did those people leave? And she's like, I think so. Maybe that was the rapture, and, like, half of the people went, and you just didn't, you know? Well, we were in um, the one, House of a Thousand Corpses, or the other one. I always forget which one. Devil's Rejects. Yes, and they got to a certain point, and we heard a woman behind us go, that's enough of that, and they got up and left. I mean, people do... Walk out of movies and at Cannes Film Festival, people a lot of people walked out of this movie men, apparently. I was just reading. I mean, I Too understand. Much them. It's very politically activating, you know, and you can use it to bolster any particular view you have. I get that. I mean, I don't have that view, but I get it. it does have a bit of a, um, if you've watched Lars von Trier movies, his movies are very prickly, let's say. And this kind of gave What's me a vibe example? of that. The one we just watched very, not very recently, a couple of years ago, with the serial killer played by Matt Dillon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, they've got like this prickly edge to them where it's like, should I even be watching this? This is. And you don't actually know what's going on, but you don't want to admit it because like you're a grown up and you're like, I should understand all these right. weird things, but I. Antichrist, really he also did. Did you, did you ever see that one with Willem Dafoe? I don't think so. Well, that that is an experience if you didn't see it. <laughs> but that that's kind of how this goes across to me. Like it's it's like that really extreme cinema kind of vibe at the end. But the rest of it is more like 
a kind of really cool, artsy drama that's yeah. a bit weird in parts. But then it, you know, goes off the rails. So let's get on to the cast. Jessie Buckley plays Harper. What did you think? She's the main lady in this. I liked her. I mean, I don't have a lot to say. She was terrified when she needed to be. She was resolute when she needed to be. She was properly, like, confused. And then, like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I get what's happening here. Let's just get this shit over with. <laughs> the sequences in the past where she's arguing with her husband, those were some powerhouse acting chops. It was. You know, when yeah. she's just yelling. Screaming like, at him. Yeah. Rory Kinnear plays all the men, let's say. No, Apart from the husband. Yeah. All the men in the village are played by one guy, Rory Kinnear. True. Who you will know from the James Bond movies. What did you think of Rory? I mean, he really put it out there. <laughs> Literally. He's completely naked. Yeah. I assume that's his body. He was know. absolutely naked. Okay. Um, I was just reading the making of it, and he was naked in a pool of blood a lot. It was freezing because it was in the English countryside. And the director remembers that he never once complained and just did it. Like he was, you're going to be naked now. Okay, whatever. Did it. So, and he really went for it, didn't he? In every he did, way. Because he was a little <laughs> bit, oh, I'm telling you, even just thinking about the priest's character makes me choke. It's like, ugh. You, the priest was the worst one for you. I'm not a Catholic. I've never been Catholic. I'm not Catholic. I got nothing to do with Catholic Catholicism or Christianity. I'm not, none of it. I've got none of it going on. But that guy, the way he did it, yeah, Ugh. he's very good. That's gross. We've also got Gail Rankin as Riley. That's her friend. She does a like a few video calls with a friend during the movie. Mm-hmm. She was all right. I mean, neutral. And then her husband was played by Papa Esadu, and he's he's in all of Alex Garland's films. I was just reading, and he was good too. But yeah. he's only in minimally. Let's say. So directed by Alex Garland, Ex Machina and Annihilation, which we didn't see that one. Ex Machina we did see. What do you think of the directing here? It's very different to Ex Machina. It is. It's very utilitarian, though. This is like a one shot. I mean, he's looking down, like watching her walk down a path in the woods and then down a tunnel in the woods and then kind of a static shot of her through a window or there's not a lot of like... Driving a Ford Fiesta down the road. Yeah, there's not a lot of camera trickery or anything. When I say utilitarian, it's just like the camera's there and they might move on a track back and forth. There's no spinning camera. I don't know that there's any handheld. If there is, it's very well done because it's not shaky or yeah, anything. Yeah, it seems well... It's very functional. Yeah, it does. But then when it comes down to special effects, it's kind of nuts. And getting the people to just do what they did. I find that very fascinating. Yeah. I admire directors who come up with like really visions like this where it's, you know, when you're making this, it's going to be a prickly thing or a, it's going to absolutely split an audience down the middle or maybe not even down split the middle. Split an in this audience case. down the middle like that hand. Yeah. Yeah. I get but you. maybe not in the middle in this case, you know, maybe a third, like maybe two thirds and a third. <laughs> it's a pretty crazy subject. So IMDB reviews, what are those? Well, this is where we're going to go find the people who think this is a man-hating movie, and that's very woke. It was a waste of their time and the worst movie ever made, <laughs> because they're one-star reviews. Mr. Number One says, I'm only writing this to try and convince you not to waste your time on this movie like I did. It's a confusing mess of a film that delivers no answers to its questions, and it's only worth watching if you want to see a man-thing birth out another man-thing from its gooch. Gooch. <laughs> 
I mean, that's true. All that is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't Fair make enough. it enough. Yes. Number two says, ugh. Ugh. Here we go. Here I have no go. idea what I've just watched. I saw this movie for free and would still like a refund. Can we rate it a zero? If anyone could explain this movie in a way that makes sense, I will gladly listen to them. Well, listen to this podcast. You'd be good. <laughs> and number three says, terrible. I can't believe this movie was even made. Who told someone to make this? Who wasted that money? I can't believe I wasted my time watching this crazy, make-no-sense, stupid, terrible movie. I swear this is the year of just plain awful movies, and this one is the worst of all time. Please don't waste your money because you'll only be upset and angry after watching this movie. The worst of all time. Fantastic. Yes. Took um, the time to write all that, but didn't like using the time of their life to watch this movie. Exactly. And here's a uh, bonus one. This movie, in the first half, I was hopeful. The scenes had deep meaning. And in the second half, some crazy shit happened. And I was like, <laughs> why am I watching this? There was just random disgusting scenes. I am still seeing these disgusting scenes when I close my eyes. Well, that means it did its job. Thank you. No, he sounds like the priest. <laughs> yeah, blaming the movie for having ideas now in their head. Come on, grow the fuck up. No extras because we watched the streaming version, but there will be a Blu-ray and a... I don't feel I needed any extras for this. I feel like no. I got it. I got it. So, uh, conclusion on A24's Men. I'm going to give this, actually, an 8 out of 10. Oh, my God. You yeah. are not playing around. No, I, I really enjoy it in a weird fucked up way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give it... I don't know if I'm going with 8 because... It's not going to have a long-lasting impact on me because I I feel like I understand what was being said and it was only said in sort of a, like a, whoa, very in-your-face, so to speak, kind of a way. So it didn't, it's not like planting its seed in my head of any new ideas. So I'm going to give it a 7.7. .7. All right, nice work. Movie recommendations. I'm going to give you two movies one movie one tv show with jesse buckley beast do you remember beast yes yeah that was that was the first time i ever saw jesse buckley small independent film about this girl on an island and uh, this dude rolls into town and there may or may not be murders going on and stuff it's really interesting and the other one is the fourth season of fargo was it the fourth yeah it was the fourth season the one with chris rock in it mm -hmm. um and she played a nurse who you might not want to eat the bakery uh, items that she makes. No. <laughs> not as much as you wouldn't want to eat the bakery items from Midsommar. Yes. Just exactly. saying. <laughs> yeah. We watch a lot of movies. Um, and my recommendations are going back to the 90s, and I'm just going to give you a bunch of movies that I've seen. The quality is not in question. I am not touting them for their quality. I've just seen them. And here you go. The Mask. Airheads, which I still like. I think it's really fun. <laughs> Steve Buscemi, the mummy guy, you know? Yeah, I know it. One of your faves, Natural Born Killers, not one of my I favorites. I do love that movie. It's got the, one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. I didn't even really like it at the time. I'm like, okay, I get it. Violent, Bonnie and Clyde, modern day, fucked up. People are fucked up. We like, whatever. Swimming with Sharks, which I remember I liked it, but I bet now Kevin it's Spacey. super dated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and... One of the greats, get busy living or get busy dying from the Shawshank Redemption. All right. 
Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing a new game this week, MX versus ATV Legends. It's a THQ game, and it's a motocross game. Have you, did you see me play this at all? I don't think so. It's uh, motocross, ATVs, you know, that kind of thing, dirt bikes. I think you did see me playing it because I said, look, I'm mm. driving around like itchy bikes. Oh, yeah, you did. So it's got an open world where you can just drive around, collect things, drive your bike, drive your ATV. But then it's also got a series of races, like a career ver- career mode, where you're racing your ATV over dirt jumps. You know the you know that kind of thing. One thing I really liked about it is the open world part. I wish it was more open world than the racy parts, because I find I love racing games, as you know, I play a lot of racing games. But I find motorbikes are really weird to race, because the control of a motorbike is very odd. You know, when you do a big jump over a hill, it's very hard to come down straight and carry on going. So I end up like, even though I'm good at racing games, flying off the track a lot, which is really annoying. (laughs) But the open worldy bit where you're just driving around and collecting, there's like parts in the open world. And when you collect the parts, you put them on your bike, your bike gets better. And then when you go into the races, your bike is better. So it gives you like an incentive to go and explore. So that's uh, MX versus ATV Legends, and that's out now. Another game I've been playing at the moment is uh, Starship Troopers Terran Command. Um, Starship Troopers the movie, which I absolutely love. Do you love it, Sito? Yes. I think I've only seen it like once, maybe? Once and a half? We watched it with Austin, um, our nephew. True. And he liked it too. And, you know, it's a very of its day. It's by the guy who made Robocop. And it's, it's kind of a bit naughty in parts, isn't it? And it's very violent. But, you know, it's the standard, like, we're getting overrun by alien creatures and can we hold them back? Well, this Starship Troopers game, Starship Troopers Terran Command, it's an RTS game, you know, one where you're looking from above and you control your units. Now, it seems really well suited towards the Starship Troopers thing because all the bugs start coming in and you've got to, like, assemble your troops and put all your guns in place, and you've got to hold off waves of them. Plus there's a story running through it, and the story part of it, which I really like, is, you know, the propaganda videos in the movie where it says, press here for more, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Cutscenes are done in that style, like the weird kind of like satire public information movies. So that's Starship Troopers Terran Command. The other thing I wanted to mention was, Westworld started season four and as soon as the music started playing I was like I really miss Westworld I know that yeah I'm not a musical person but yeah that is my favorite I, when that starts I'm just like I'm melting into I'm the like, show Westworld's back and mm-hmm. it's still awesome and it is and it's kind of different this season which I like because they they try to change it up a lot don't they each time or at least so it's not just in a park every time. Yeah, it's not always the same thing. And this season, there's a lot of mysteries so far. Kind of had to analyze it in my brain for about an hour afterwards and say, where am I on this? Like, Because it does ask a lot of questions, Westworld, right? And generally delivers, if there's 10 questions, you'll get three answers, right? That's kind of how it operates. It's a very mysterious show. So that's Westworld. It's on on Sunday nights. Episode two will be out tomorrow. Sit or what's for dinner? Well, 
the reason we're telling you is because we're vegetarian and people think that means we're starving or whatever, but we're not. I was going to do beans on toast and fry up the potatoes that I, that I grew in a bag in some dirt. Nice. How's that sound? Sounds all right. And then you have lots of chocolate for dessert because I found a stash at a local store of British chocolate. Which is really weird. It's very weird. I was like, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Maltesers. Because I was just walking down the aisle. I was going to the crackers. There's the candy. I'm like, Maltesers. Did you ask them why they had it? No. I mentioned to the guy because, of course, I did self-checkout and then it didn't work and the guy had to come over. And I said, you know, I do self-checkout so I don't actually have to talk to anyone. No offense. He goes, he goes, I work in this area so I don't have to talk to everyone. So I was like, cool. And Mm -hmm. he was looking at me and goes, I haven't seen these. And they had like weird stickers on them that you had to scan and they wouldn't scan. He's like, that's British stickers. And I said, well, these are all British. And he's like, really? Oh, okay. He didn't even know. They had no clue. Well, sacrilege. Yeah. So that's why I'm for dinner. And what's your advice? And let's get out of it. Or was your advice the first five minutes of this show? Sure. Or also record or write down stories about life from anyone you know. Oh, yeah. You did some recording this week. Yeah. Let my mom talk today. You stuck a lav mic on her. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, I you didn't? The, I stuck the lav mic on the table. I told you it was like two and a half feet away from her head. Oh, it sounded pretty good. I know. So I just stuck it on the plant pot on the table. Like I was secretly recording her, but I told her I was recording her. And then she just told me stories and not everything can be public. <laughs> <laughs> but she got to talking about her grandparents and the fiddle that she we kept getting worked on. And I'm going to try to learn a little bit about it and all that stuff. And so it's just really great. So just do it. Or write down stuff. You don't have to record anything. You don't have to be fancy. Get a piece of paper and a pen. Talk to somebody. Write down the recipes, the stories, the names, the dates on backs of pictures, very particularly. I mean, there is no regret in this situation. <laughs> there is nothing to ever be sorry for if you document someone's stories, who you love, and how they see the world I, that I you think can have for the rest of your life. It is good having audio as well because yeah. it's very... You know, it personal. isn't vital, though. It's not like if you don't have that, then it doesn't count. It's all the same. Just have anybody write down how did they meet? How did your mom and dad meet? Or what was it like the first time your mom had a baby? I mean, my mom has told us our, her stories of having all four of us. And those are all like, it's good to hear. It's kind of fun. And I would like to also have it recorded. So see if I die or you die, you've got like 700 hours of us <laughs> babbling on about nothing. True. <laughs> Perfect. I think we could glean some things about us in the in what we've said. Yep. You could definitely make an AI voice of of either of Absolutely. us, like on Black Mirror. We've said all the stuff. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. We are after the show movie podcast. You can catch us on aschoolie.com. You can also catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The podcast itself is on anchor.fm slash after the show, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify. Anywhere where podcasts are available, just search for After the Show Movie Podcast. You can email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. She wants none of your... Don't even send her any audio of you saying stuff. And stay classy, A24. Please keep bringing us great movies. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will do it for you. 